This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. This is the Mark Madden Unfiltered Podcast from the Bet Rivers Network. I'd like to bet the under on Kenny Pickett. Under anything and everything, because his stats stink. His passer rating is 67. Well, I wouldn't bet under that or under one touchdown pass, which is all Pickett has now. Maybe I got it backwards. Maybe I need to bet over because Kenny Pickett can't get much more under. This is the Mad Money Bets podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. And I'm clearly babbling and very much confused. So let's talk to Tim Benz. Tim, <laughs> the, the Pickett props aren't up yet at the Bet Rivers Sportsbook for this week that I can see. But is Pickett going to get better or worse? I think he's going to get better. I think the ceiling is higher than what we've seen so far. I don't know how much better it gets this week, but I think the opponent that they're facing will allow them to be better than what they were against Tampa. I think Tampa's defense is better than Miami's, but I'm not of the opinion that you give up on him or go back to Trubisky. I think you're right in what you said. Those two quarters of football that we saw from Trubisky last week were the two best quarters of football we've seen from a Steelers quarterback this year. But I don't think you yo-yo with the number one pick. Uh, I think you keep the pick in there until he proves that he needs to be taken out or, of course, it's due to injury. Yeah, which will be soon enough given that offensive line, especially on the left side. Daniels and Chooks are okay on the right, but uh, the further left you go, uh, the worse it gets. Um, there's talk as we speak, Tim, that the Steelers might try to trade Chase Claypool to Green Bay. I don't see the point of that. You'd get, like, what, a, a third-round pick, something like that at best, and you're taking a, a component away from a quarterback you're trying to develop, and he has precious little to work with in the first place. If you look at the Steelers' team stats, it can be argued that's the worst offense in football. And you're ostensibly just setting yourself up for having then to take a wide receiver in the top three picks, which oftentimes they tend to do anyway, but then you're somewhat boxing yourself into having to do so or signing a guy that you probably don't need to pay or want to pay on the free agent market to be your number three, like overpaying for a Cedric Wilson, for instance, like you see with Miami. Yeah, I just wouldn't trade Claypool. I can't see upgrading Pickett by putting in Miles Boykin instead of Claypool. And I think the rest of this season, if you're going to start Pickett, and I have no problem with that for the reasons you just mentioned, but if you're going to do that, then you have to commit to developing Pickett, Uber Alice, and trading Chase Claypool 
don't do that. The only wild card I would suggest, Mark, is Austin. If Austin is really close to coming back and they think he can contribute right away and fast and significantly, but I haven't gotten that sense. They really seem to be nursing him along through this injury. As rotten as Claypool's been, he, he provides more of a likelihood for right now than Austin. And Claypool's just coming off, you know, Arguably the best game of his career with seven catches, including some combat catches and some important catches. So I just don't make that move. Uh, can the Steelers beat Miami or at least cover uh, the seven points as the underdog? I like them to cover. Yes, I think they can win. I think based on how they performed for the first time without T.J. Watt, yet put a semblance of a pass rush against Tom Brady. The sack numbers weren't high. It was just two, but they disrupted him. They threw him off his spot a bunch without sacrificing clean passing lanes. The coverage was good enough downfield to not bait Brady and to throw into Mike Evans a ton. In fact, only threw threw it to him four times. This is a different kind of passing attack that they'll see, but that extra beat, that extra half second, that two was going to hold on the ball to try to get those wide receivers vertical as often as they like to run, that might be enough for the Steelers' defense to replicate the pass pressure that they had against Brady last week. Or maybe nobody can cover Tyree Kill. Yeah, he might be able to get open deep and fast. (laughs) That's possible. Hey, I'm of the school of thought that I don't think you automatically rule out some of these guys that played well against Tampa Bay. That can't all just be Brady finally being 45. Yeah, I, I talked about that, that, that when you have a bad football team, which the Steelers are, maybe Josh Jackson's better than Cam Sutton. We just never knew it till Josh Jackson got a chance to play. I mean, Minka, you do put right back in. But I just don't think, Tim, they're going to consider what you and I are saying here. I think the starters go right back in, in their old roles, and that they're old, accustomed amount of snaps. They're not going to allow themselves to admit publicly that they shouldn't have signed Levi Wallace and they shouldn't have extended Cam Sutton this early in a season. Yeah, and I'm not sure either of those guys are that bad. I just think they could have got along with who they're getting along with in their absence. And if everything was so simple last week, then maybe keeping it simpler is what's necessary. Uh, can can the Steelers win the AFC North, Tim? And by that, I mean, can anybody win the AFC North? Somebody has to, and I don't know who that's going to be. I thought it was going to be the Bengals at the start of the year. They've done nothing to make me feel confident in that. Then again, what have the Ravens done except blow opportunities against teams that I think they're better than, you know, to rack up some losses here. Like, for instance, Miami. Like, for instance, against the Giants last time out. And those teams have better records than anticipated at this point, anyway, for some, I think you got to kind of take Miami with a grain of salt because the quarterback situation. But obviously, the Giants are a surprise. That said, they shouldn't have beaten Baltimore. Baltimore should have won that game. Well, I think uh, football in general stinks. I, I think there's a lot of bad players. I think Tom Brady hit it right on the head. That you know, there's there's just you know bad football being played. You don't practice like you used to. Training camp's not like it used to. Even Kansas City and Buffalo, that game we all look forward to. It was a close game, but it was hardly a dazzling game. Right. It wasn't. The replication of the wild, not the wild card, but the playoff game that we saw last right. year that everybody was anticipating it didn't have that sort of excitement level. I still think those are the two best teams in the AFC, and I don't even know who to reference as a clear-cut second-best team in the NFC after Philadelphia, who the Steelers will see after a bye. Philadelphia might go undefeated. No kidding. I looked at the schedule. I think their toughest remaining games are probably the divisional games against the Giants in Dallas again, right? It depends how seriously you take the Giants in Dallas. Which I don't all that seriously, and I think right. they're better than... There isn't a team right now that if they played them today, they wouldn't be about a touchdown favorite. 
Correct. In, in either, well, Buffalo and Kansas City, but yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking about that's remaining on their schedule. Yeah, for sure. Oh, they there might not be a team that they're not like eight or nine point favorites uh, over. I definitely think they're going, what are they now, 6-0? and I think they're going 9-0 and because their next three are Pittsburgh, the Commanders, and the Texans. That's 9-0. and um, and I, then after that, it gets have, a little... They have the bye this week. They've got the bye this they week. They've got the bye to rest up and prepare for the Steelers. Like you need it. Yeah, that, that's encouraging for the Steelers. It's too now, much Philadelphia going on out there right now. Well, the Flyers lost, finally, to the Panthers last night. After battling them to the to the wire. Wow. What? How about these Flyers? Uh, my NFL pick of the week last week came through as the Jets beat Green Bay outright. Didn't just cover, beat them outright. Are the Jets for real? I think they've got a better roster than the other New York team. Um, I think they can be perceived as for real because the middle of the AFC is so soft. But, you know, that division right now, everybody's 500 or better, which is surprising to me. I thought there'd be at least one dog in the AFC East, and I thought it'd be the Jets. I don't know how for real anybody is because you've got to compare it against the rest of the field, and I think the entire field is fake. I think the Jets are better coached, though, than they had been with this Salah. I think the Giants have a better coach than they have had, too. I I think that the league has become all about coaching and quarterbacks. If you have one, you can be decent. If you have both, you can contend. And I think it's about depth on defense, too. Um, If you have numbers on defense to replace players, which is part of the reason why the Steelers have struggled, they lost one guy. And it was a disaster. I just think it's a crazy year, and I and I think like uh, like I touched on earlier, it's just some bad football. And you look at some guys like Tom Brady had forty three touchdown passes last year. He has eight so far this year. Matthew Stafford had forty one touchdown passes last year. He has six so far this year. And I look at games like that Casey and Buffalo game, which was relatively low scoring. Is offense done this year? And if so, why so? The two things I come up with, and yes, it is. Uh, I thought it kind of bounced back last week and then kind of dissipated again the week after that for the most recent week. Now we got a, a trend where it's going down again. I, I think two reasons for that. From all the research I've done, number one is the proliferation of um, basically two shell defenses, the cover two that's taken away all the big plays from wide receivers. Everybody's got so proficient at that. Everybody uses that as their primary defense. The two high shell has just managed to neutralize big plays and very few teams are deviating from it as much as they used to. The second thing is, Every single time you look at a matchup, you walk away saying, wow, that defensive line is so much better than the other team's offensive line. The talent gap between the average defensive line and even the above-average offensive line is still tilted very much towards the defense. Yeah, um, I just think you can go further than that and say, okay, there's 32 teams, not enough talent. It's just some bad football players on both sides of the ball. But yeah, I think... I think it's also sort of like a wide receiver cornerback thing. Like, if you're a really good athlete and you can play wide receiver or corner, everybody wants to play wide receiver. And they take the more talented guys and put them at wide receiver. Same thing on the line. The more talented guys go to defense. Yeah. and Because it's more glamorous. Right. And then the guys who play offense are probably artificially bulked up. They put on a lot of size. They lose some of their athleticism. And it's easier and more scientifically enabling to, in, to to enhance defensive talent and that's, that athleticism on that side of the ball, staying quick without having to put up too much poundage like an Aaron Donald, for instance. Now, here's some of the picks I'm looking at, Tim. My pick of the week is, once again, the New York Jets. New York Jets plus one point at Denver. Denver sucks. I think the Jets win outright. I, I think everybody is waiting for Russ Wilson to come around and bring the Broncos around. 
I just don't think that's going to ever happen. Yeah, my initial inclination is to say you're 100% right. Then I think it's the NFL, and it's one of these deals where as soon as a team starts to spiral down, they beat a team that's on the up. My, you know, I'm going to stay away from that one. Uh, if that's your pick of the week, I wouldn't argue with you. But I just don't feel good about it because those two teams, to me, are still so very nebulous. Uh, I like the under in the Dallas game. That's my favorite pick of the week. Dallas against Detroit, 49 is the over-under. Oh, that's tempting. Detroit just got shut out by New England when they faced a good defense. Dallas's defense is third in the NFL at 16.3 points per game. Their offense is only at 18.3. 49, to me, feels high based on what I saw from Detroit last week against the Pats. Isn't Dak back? Even if Dak is back, I don't think they make up to it to that degree. I think he sucks. I think if he was on, like, any team besides, you know, uh, America's team or, you know, a very popular team nationally that nobody would even know who he is. I think there's some merit to that, and I think that, um, you know, he was probably somebody who was overlooked too much in the draft, and then he went to Dallas, and now he's overhyped too much because he's there. Uh, I kind of like Jacksonville. Minus three hosting the New York Giants. Because Jacksonville started hot. I think they're a better team than they have been. They're two and four. The Giants are five and one. And this is the worst reason to bet a game, Tim, but I just feel like the Giants are due to suck. That is exactly what I noticed when I saw that line, too. That line is all about someone's just anticipating the good times have to end and why not now. And my answer is to why not now because it's Jacksonville. And I'm a little jaundiced when it comes to Jacksonville because they burned me a couple times when I thought they were putting it together. They burned me twice two consecutive weeks, and now I just can't buy back in again. I'm not sure I know who to pick in this game, but Kansas City... Minus two and a half at San Francisco. San Francisco has a very good defense. This feels like a big game. It does. It's a recent Super Bowl rematch, for one thing. That's part of it, and I think that's why it's got some cachet to it still. But um, I don't really like how the San Francisco offense is flowing. You know, I, just, I always feel like there's more to be had from Kittle. I always feel like there's more to be had from Debo. I think they're both like wildly overrated. Those two players? Yeah. That's not to say they're not good. But I just, I'm not sure they're the best at their positions. I'm not sure Debo's this hybrid that's going to revolutionize the game. I think he runs a play that points us in that direction once in a while. Yeah, that feels to me like a game where if you look at it and you say to yourself, boy, I think the uh, I think the Niners are going to cover. Well, then play it outright then. You know, yeah. like if you think they're going to cover that, well, then play it outright and try to get the extra um, little pinch that you can get on the... On the- I, I will say, I think the, the Niners offense is going to come around once they get over the absolute fiasco they had at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, between Trey Lance and then Jimmy G and, and you know, will he or won't he, is he or isn't he? And I still think he's a winning quarterback. And I, it wouldn't shock me if San Francisco did win this game. I wouldn't be stunned either. Uh, like I said, I think it's close enough to kind of fall into that category. I was just trying to look up what the money line was on that because as soon as I started that thought, I didn't realize I didn't know what the payout would be. It's plus 130 on the money line if you want to take it and forget the points. Uh, it's minus 107 if you take the two and a half. Um, you know, it's under a field goal. If it's under a field goal and you think that they're going to win or you think that the Chiefs can't cover yeah, it, just take the money line. Just take the money line at plus 130. Uh, let's get back to Steelers plus seven at Miami. Seven and a half now, according oh, to the Oh, seven and a half. Yeah. Oh, just moved then uh, in the, since I looked at the, at the site. I can't quite talk myself into thinking Pittsburgh could win this game. Maybe they keep it close. Boy, Tim, local talk radio, my show, a notable exception. You know, I think the Steelers can pull this off. Like, 
you know, they're trying to talk themselves into justifying their cheerleading. And I didn't even hear a lot of that going into Tampa because it looks so bleak and then all the secondary issues cropped up. No one was expecting that. Everybody's expecting them to perhaps at least stay in this. I, it's a popular pick to say the Steelers cover the spread. I don't know why the money's moving the way that it is. Maybe that's not the opinion nationally. Maybe people are just looking at Brady and saying that was a function of what happened with Tampa Bay and had nothing to do with the Steelers. I can't go to that degree. I thought the Steelers did some good things. Like I said, the most encouraging thing for me to see from that game is they came up with some semblance of a pass rush, even though the sack total wasn't high on Brady. And if they can do that to Brady, I think they can screw up Tua a little bit. Yeah, but their offense is still real bad. And I don't think they're going to win with scoring 20 points against Miami. Not that Miami's this juggernaut, but I just don't think you do that two weeks in a row in this league. And Miami does get chunk plays like Buffalo can do. Like Tyree Kill. Yeah, Miami's one of the biggest um, yards per pass attempt and yards per snap teams that you're going to find in the NFL. And if all those guys are still coming back from injury and maybe rushing back in the secondary, that, that could prove lethal for the Steelers. Well, Tim, uh, big hockey game Monday, Pittsburgh at Edmonton, uh, Sidney Crosby at Connor McDavid. No line yet. Who do you like there? Uh, I don't know about the line. Uh, you said it's at, that's at Edmonton, right? First, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know even how much that plays into it. But honestly, if, if you're going to get plus money or if you're going to get like the puck line in favor of the Pens, go that and see what the – they're probably with the over at seven or seven and a half on that, don't you think? I think it'll be a zesty over. Yeah. Um, there might be some wise money on the under then. You know, that, that might be a juiced-up line where you can get a real nice under. Maybe you've got to pay a little bit more for it, but a lot of goals to play for. Even in the game tonight, Mark, against the Kings – uh, the Kings right now, they're the highest scoring team in the NHL, and they've given up the most goals. Sorry, third highest scoring team, and they've given up the most goals in the NHL. And that over-under uh, is at 6.5. I might go the over there, since the Penguins have scored 6 twice already themselves. Now, um, last week in the Premier League, I ended up betting Liverpool to beat Man City, which shows my stupidity is occasionally rewarded when I bet my heart over my head, because Liverpool did win 1-0. Um, this week, I'm probably going to parlay Liverpool... Manchester City and Arsenal because they all pay play uh, not not terrible opponents but games they should win. But my best bet I think is Man United plus seventy at Chelsea. Chelsea are just struggling to establish an identity with the coaching change. United under uh, Eric Ten Hag, the guy, the manager they brought in from Ajax in Holland, he is really you know uh, put on an iron fist. Like Ronaldo doesn't start. Uh, Harry Maguire doesn't start in the middle of the defense. Ronaldo, uh, when when United were beating Spurs uh, yesterday, Ronaldo left before the game was over, and now he's left out of the squad to go to Chelsea. Garrett Ronaldo, uh, yeah, really. Uh, uh, but but uh, I think that uh, that's that's a step in the right direction because United used to be inmates running the asylum ever since Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, their legendary manager who I can't stand since he retired. So uh, I, I kind of like them plus two seventy at Chelsea. I mean, that's pretty hefty value. I saw, I know what commercial was. I think it was a promo for the NBC coverage of the Premier League. Brady's in it. He says, Ronaldo, isn't that guy getting kind of old? And it was funny, ha-ha. And then the game happened at Akershire Stadium where I thought, maybe that's not so funny anymore. Maybe they're both finally getting old. My bet where I'm betting with my heart over my mind is I'm going to Clemson to see Syracuse play Clemson. Syracuse is a 13-and-a-half point dog. and it's I'm 6-0, gonna- right? Six and zero, oh, yeah. And I don't. I've talked to some other people that don't have skin in the game, and they tell me I'm not crazy to, to take that line and take them thirteen and a half. So I'm gonna. Um, my other, like again, betting with my heart, but this one kind of adds up. 
Darwin Nunez is finally putting some games and goals together for Liverpool, and they play at Nottingham Forest, who are a promoted side. So uh, I kind of like Liverpool to win and Nunez to score in a parlay. Okay. I'll give you one baseball one because I don't have any soccer. Go ahead. My baseball one is the Astros game against the Yankees tonight. The Yankees struck out 17 times in Game 1 of the ALCS. Now, 11 were against Verlander. Framber Valdez with 200 strikeouts in the season. Over-under strikeouts for him, only 5.5, and and it's plus 102. Now, I know it's a playoff game, and they tend to keep the bullpens churning, and they take the starters out early, but based on how much the Yankees were swinging and missing yesterday, and Valdez, Valdez had a good year. 200 strikeouts. I think you can get over five and a half. I just want Game 7 of the World Series come down to San Diego versus the Yankees, Joe Musgrove versus Garrett Cole. Oh, would that be beautiful. You know, Garrett and, Cole. And have it go extra innings, and James Tyron wins it. Not long relief with a save from Clay Holmes. Garrett Cole got traded for Joe Musgrove, who got churned for more prospects. What was that? Bednar and Andy Rodriguez, right? Can I work a uh, Josh Bell home run in there somewhere along the way, too? He had one yesterday, finally. I watched that uh, that San Diego-Philadelphia game where San Diego had, like, the what was the five-run fifth inning? Mm-hmm. And they it was a long inning. Oh, it was a long inning. Like a yeah. half an hour for yeah. a half inning. Pitching changes. Yeah. You know, lots of running the bases. You you had those uh, the, the two brothers, the, the pitcher and the hitter, the Nola. I thought they were twins they looked so much like, but they're not. Yeah, did you see the torture on the father's face? He didn't know what to do. Oh, screw him. Both his kids are millionaires. <laughs> I, mom got mom got kind of swept up in the crowd, I think was rooting for the kid that hit, and dad was just sitting there not knowing. He knew the cameras were on him the whole time, too. Before we wrap up, Tim, I want to talk real quick about the college football playoffs. I, I wrote a blog about this at the X website. How many SEC teams would they be willing to take? For, for the four spots, the four semifinals. Oh, you saw the thing about maybe getting Ole Miss in there? Well, I, you know, you got Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss, and Tennessee, who are all really good teams, four out of the top seven ranked right now. Could three of them get to the semifinals? <sighs> no, because aren't there enough high enough ranked teams in the Pac-12 and at least one from the maybe. Big Maybe. I mean, hey, hey you're pretty Syracuse sh- would have to be Clemson. <laughs> yeah. Syracuse would have to be Clemson for that to happen. See, I think. now you've taken a good bit and turned it, <laughs> turned it totally idiotic. Uh, well, no, my my point is this: I just, you see, I would take, and I've on record of this for for years. I want the playoff to just be all conference champions because if you didn't win your conference, you had your chance. I don't like do overs. It's not a true national championship the way it is. Then again, I, I'm not sure it pretends to be. So you want the five and then the group of five for six and then give two buys, basically? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's always been my plan. Uh, the five winners in the Power Five conferences, then the highest-ranked team in the group of five, top two ranked get a buy and go from there. I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with that. I think it stops the whining from the group of five teams. But then what do you do with Notre Dame? Yeah, what do you do with Notre Dame and and what do you, you know? The, Notre Dame needs to be told to go screw itself. At there some are, there point. Are, there, we've seen it before. There's been times where the second best team, the loser of the SEC championship, ends up beating that other team in the in the championship game. I know it's a do over, but I also don't mind getting that team in there, the second best Big Ten, ten team in there either. Who's your bet right now to win the national championship? Georgia's plus one thirty five. Yeah. Ohio State plus one fifty. I think I like Ohio State actually. Why so? Uh, I just I think they've got more. Tools, especially on offense, that have really, I think they can manifest more than they have so far. Um, If you maybe take Ohio State versus Georgia right now, I'd actually bet Ohio State. If you had to to bet on what four teams will be in the playoff as of right now, what four teams would you say? I would say Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson. You think Clemson don't get in there, huh? I don't think anybody's going to beat them in the ACC. 
They're plus 1,000 to win it all right now, you know. I think it's tough to keep them out if they win the ACC unbeaten. I don't think they will. If Alabama loses twice, they still get in? Potentially, yes, is the fourth team. See, I could see that. I just think that they see Alabama as an annual participant. So long as Saban's there, I think you're right. That is Tim Benz. I'm Mark Madden. Thank you for listening to the Madden Money Bets podcast here on the Bet Rivers Network. If I can give you words of wisdom to part with, bet now from anywhere. Catch new episodes of Mark Madden Unfiltered every week. Available on the Bet Rivers Network, betrivers.com, and wherever you find your podcasts.